And welcome into another edition of the Swarmcast, a podcast for the Iowa Hawkeyes, courtesy of 24-7 Sports. David Eicholt here with HawkeyeInsider.com. Uh, this just could be a quick a quick little recruiting update. We had the chance to catch up with uh, Taft football coach Tyler Whitley, our own Sean Bach, recorded the interview with him uh, late last week. And we were originally going to put it out, but obviously with the NFL draft and the influx of recruiting news, we have not been able to kind of string that all together. But, you know, Whitley does a great job over there, uh, really dives deep into uh, Deontay Vines, Iowa 2020 wide receiver signee, kind of the process he went through, how Iowa has kind of made their presence known um, in the community over there. And he also dives into a couple other Iowa targets, including 2021 wide receiver target Skylar Bell and how Iowa's done there. And also introduces us to a quarterback, which Iowa fans might want to keep an eye on, in Nick Brown. Again, a little bit of a quick recap here. We're going to have a full additional podcast later this week recruiting, uh, covering all the recruiting news that's happened. Obviously, Iowa has gotten four commits in the last eight days and the momentum does not seem to be slowing down anytime soon. So we'll have an extended mailbag as well in that. So if you have any questions, be sure to tweet at me at David Eicholt, D-A-V-I-D-E-I-C-K-H-O-L-T, and we'll be sure to answer them on air. And really quick before we get this interview, take advantage right now, 30% off VIP membership at HawkeyeInsider.com or a dollar for your first month. We had over 240 articles in April. Despite no sports, recruiting isn't stopping, despite no visits, uh, plenty of news to be talked about and a lot of things to be kept up to date on. So get all the Hawkeye coverage you crave at one low price, HawkeyeInsider.com. But without further ado, let's dive right into this interview with Sean Bach and Tyler Whitley. So as promised, guys, we now welcome on Tyler Whitley, um, the head coach at the Taft School in Connecticut. If you're not familiar with the Taft School, that is the high school of Iowa three-star wide receiver signee. Uh, Deontay Vines and also the high school of one of Iowa's top targets in the 2021 class in three-star wide receiver Skylar Bell. So coach Willie how are we doing today my man? I'm doing great Sean thanks for having me. Yeah for sure um, so we kind of talked about it before but before we kind of get into the real football stuff what has the adjustment been for you I mean during this time not even just like just a whole life perspective in general? Yeah, it's it's definitely unprecedented times and very strange, especially for a school like ours where um, we're a boarding school. So we have kids from 43 different countries and 35 different states attending our school. So what happens, we were on break when all of the quarantine shelter in place stuff happened. Um, so kids were, were home, which was a, a big plus, but um, we decided as a school not to bring the kids back. Um, so we're on an online remote learning um, situation right now. So all of our kids are in different parts of the world. And, and one of the best things about boarding school environment is just that community and getting to meet and live with kids around the world. So I think everyone's feeling a little bit of the, the community loss. Um, so we try to stay in touch as much as we can. We try to Zoom and, and do things like that and check in with the team. But it's it's a challenge for sure. So how much can you really do in terms of like coaching and stuff? Because I know you can have meetings and stuff. But how are you trying to keep your players really like up to date with their weight program and stuff like that? It's hard because, um, you know, everyone's home in their own environment. And some kids have, you know, a full weight room in their basement. And some kids have absolutely nothing. So it's uh, what we try to do, what I've been doing is we do Zoom workouts. And I actually just did one about an hour ago where we get everybody online. Um, we have probably about 25 to 30 guys online today. 
Um, and, you know, we talked a little bit about goals for the, the quarantine and what we want to accomplish before we, we step out of this, this experience. And then we did a, a body weight workout together. So really it's just trying to find things that you can do um, with the guys and keep everyone together and keep building that chemistry. That's, that's so important in football. Um, it's not easy, but our kids have adapted pretty well to it and they're excited just to see each other and, and work out together and, and be a part of it. So we're doing everything that we can to, to keep us together and keep us working because as we talked about, um, you know, this is a time where you can kind of separate yourselves from others. Kids that are not going to be um, working hard are, are going to really see a dip in, in their play next year and, or in the fall. And, and kids that push it to the next level will have an opportunity to, to extend that lead, so to speak. For sure. So let's kind of get into it now. Um, you, so you have Deontay, one of your top weapons, one of the top guys in the New England area. When was the first time you met Deontay and what was kind of your impression of him? Yeah, Deontay is from uh, Danbury, Connecticut, which is about, I'd say about a half an hour away from, from our campus in Watertown. And um, Deontay had a friend um, that was on our team um, who had kind of told me about him and said, hey, coach, you really need to check out this kid. He's a really talented athlete. He's a great kid. He's a really good student. And I said, all right, let's, let's see what he's about. And we started talking back and forth a little bit. He sent me his transcript, and which looked fantastic. And that for us is the number one thing is you have to be able to be a great student to, to get into Taft. And Deontay checked that box, um, watched his film. And the first thing, you know, jumped off the page is just how dynamic he was or jumped off the film. And so I said, yeah, well, we need to get this kid here. Um, so we started talking actually at the end of his sophomore year, um, the team that he had played for had had a rough patch and, and they were really struggling and Deontay was kind of their one one guy um, and it just didn't work out good timing wise because he was kind of late to the game our our admission cycle runs like a, a, a college cycle would be so our decisions go out in April and we had started talking in June there was no spots left um, so I said Deontay you just focus on you know working really hard you have a great fall season you do a great job in the classroom and let's revisit it um, and it worked out so he came and, and repeated his junior year for us um, and reclassified um, as a junior at Taft, and um, the, rest is, the rest is history. When did the recruitment really start for him? So Deontay was picking up recruitment as a junior at Danbury High, but, but very regional and, and, and mostly FCS. Um, they were a little under-recruited area, and um, since he was kind of their one player, he, he was known, but he really wasn't known by the FBS um, guys and and I I clearly saw and we believed that he had uh, a lot of potential and was was definitely going to be beyond an FCS player if he if he reclassified and if he continued to work hard um, which he did and and he started to pick up more and more FCS interest kind of through the season he had an amazing junior year he was clearly one of the best receivers in New England I'd probably put him number two number one was Cornelius Johnson who was in our league who's at Brunswick who's at Michigan now and he was right there with him um so it was really kind of just getting his his junior year film with us out there and and getting people to really to buy into Deontay and, and what he could do when it really took off um was the evaluation period um and um, I think it was April uh, of, of his junior year um, when 
uh, Iowa really was the first one to jump in um, and really believed in Deontay and Coach O'Keefe and, and Coach Copeland. Um, saw him on film and got to meet him and saw him run around and, and could see his potential. Um, and once Iowa pulled the trigger, then everyone else started to kind of fall into line in, in schools that were, uh, you know, a little hesitant. I'm not sure we're not going to be the first one to offer. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they, they kind of said, oh, once Iowa pulled the trigger, everyone kind of fell in line and then it just took off from there. Yeah. So what were kind of what like how did Iowa really find him? I mean, I know Ken O'Keefe has a lot of connections up there. And then obviously you got guys or you got coaches that are able to send film to college coaches but how was that whole process like how how did Iowa first kind of reach out or express yeah. interest so I uh I, I send film out for our guys um you know multiple times a year and um and it really you know it's I've been here for eight years and we've had a number of F, FBS guys but um it, it's not like we're sending four or five six kids FBS every year you know it's it's certainly it takes some time to build those relationships with schools to have the school's coaches really trust that your evaluation of their play of the player is is truthful and in line with what they are looking for, um, and you know sending out those films, starting to build some of those connections. Once they saw Deontay in person, um, and when they could get a chance to speak with him and see what type of kid he was, um, that was really important. Um, so one, sending out the film. Two, Deontay did go to the uh, the uh, opening um, Nike regional and he put up some impressive numbers that helped. Um, and then, you know, once coach O'Keefe is, is a Connecticut guy, um, he grew, he grew up here. Um, his wife actually was, uh, grew up in the town next to here, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, so he's, he's always looking for the Connecticut kids that are flying a little bit under the radar, like a Nico Ragnani or, or kids like that. And, um, we had connected on the phone, uh, about Deontay. He watched his film. He liked what he saw. And then he really kind of took the next steps from there of just getting to know him and seeing if he was a fit for Iowa. So obviously with Iowa being the first offer for him, that was really big for Deontay as more schools started to come. What do you kind of think was maybe the selling point that Iowa had to him that ended up that, and that wanted him to commit? Yeah, I think one, it cannot be understated that they were the first one to offer and the first one to believe in him. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And that for for Deontay was huge. And he's a really loyal kid. And he um, he understood that, wow, okay, these guys really trust me and believe in me. And they think I could be um, a fit. So that certainly gave them a huge leg up. Um, he went out to, uh, to campus and he was really impressed uh, with the coaching staff and he was impressed with the feel uh, of the kind of a family feel, um, which I think 
is is kind of hallmark of who we are at Taft is we have like a really warm family community and I think he felt the same thing with their staff he felt like they told him the truth and they they told him they didn't sugarcoat anything and they they told him he was going to have to earn everything that he wanted um, but it definitely was the experience of going out there and meeting all of them and believing in what they have built and these and the other thing is you know Iowa is such a successful program and consistently successful with consistent leadership I think that that really appealed to him as well how did how did he do his senior season obviously you guys were were pretty successful but how did he do individually he had a great senior year so we had as a junior we won the um the the league championship and Deontay was he had 51 catches in, in eight games and was unbelievable and he his senior year he just he, he just picked up right where he left off he finished with 49 catches in, in eight games um, but he also missed the game um, so he really was on on pace to have an even better senior year than he did as a junior he did everything for us um, we used him some wildcat he returned kickoffs for touchdowns he caught a ton of balls he was and he was always the focal point of the, the team that we were playing. We usually played our boundary, our, what we call our X receiver. So he was seeing a lot of double coverage, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of different things, and he was still able to put up some really impressive numbers. So how does Iowa kind of see him fitting in? I mean, I know his skill set, like you said, I mean, he could, do, he could do a lot on the field, but where does Iowa, where does Iowa kind of said they want him to fit? Yeah, I, I think um, they've spoken to him a little bit. I don't exactly, t- to be honest, know their exact plan. Um, mm-hmm. I think they want to use him um, in the slot for sure. Um, but I think they can, they believe they can use him on the outside as well because he does have, you know, your 40-inch vertical. He can go up and get the ball in high point. He's great ball skills. So I, I don't, I, I, I would imagine they use him both inside and outside. Um, and once they see him return kickoffs, I'm, I'm betting that they they might <laughs> like to use him there as well. Gotcha. Um, so you have another prospect, 2021 guy, Skylar Bell. What kind of introduce people? What what does Skylar bring to the table? Yeah, Skylar is an unbelievable athlete. He um, he's he's a three sport kid. Uh, he'll be the captain of our basketball team next year. Starts at point guard for us. Also runs track. He's a 200 meter and a, a long jump guy. Um, Skyler checks every athletic box that you can imagine. I mean, he's he's the type of kid that you'll see him. You go, whoa! Like that's that's what they, they should look like. You know, he's mm-hmm. he runs four five zero. He has a 40 inch plus vertical jump. He's very explosive. Um, but I think one of the great things about Skyler is he is a really focused and composed athlete. And he is one of those kids where nothing really phases him. He, he lives for that big moment. Um, he's, you know, you watch him on the basketball court. He doesn't say a word to the refs. You don't see any reaction out of him. Oh, he gets fouled and he gets upset. No, Skyler just plays and he's focused and, and he competes. Um, and I think that's one of his best attributes is he's just such a competitor and he's kind of had that instilled in him from his father's a personal trainer he's got two older brothers that played college sports so so ever since he was about three years old he was doing push-ups and running on the beach (laughs) and doing everything that he could to become an athlete so so sky's a a pretty impressive kid all around so his recruitment started pretty early right i mean he had a couple power five offers um after his junior year right yeah, and, and it actually, he got offered on the same day as Deontay. 
Yeah. So uh, Iowa was the same, his first offer as well. Um, and Skyler's, like I said, is one of those kids where um, physically, when you see him, you're, you, you are, you're impressed. And, and that was like very clear. Every coach that came in, walked in during the evaluation period, saw him and go, whoa, like, look at that kid. Um, and I think, you know, Coach Copeland had, had got a chance to see him run around a little bit and said, yep, that kid's going to, he's going to be fantastic. And, and, um, and Sky is also a really impressive person as well. He's, he's very, um, He's very personal boys, very charismatic. People are kind of drawn to him. Um, so, you know, once coaches meet him, see what type of kid he is, the type of athlete he is, that started to take off. Once Iowa offered, then a few other schools kind of jumped in as well. So that started it right in April of his junior um, – before his junior year. So it's really – I guess it would be his sophomore year, right? So April of his sophomore year, uh, and then he had a, an awesome junior year that have led to even more things coming down the line. Yeah, so I mean, how has he been able to handle the process? I mean, as your coach, obviously, you're doing, you're helping them out, sending tape and like talking with coaches and stuff, not handling everything though. But how have you seen him handle the process? I think he's done a, a great job, especially because it's such a strange time right now. And, and, and no one really knows what the summer is going to look like. The evaluation period now is, is gone. Um, and I think Skyler's done a really good job of trying to balance. Um, you know, expectations from certain, uh, from other people and also, you know, what certain programs are saying to him and, and other programs. I, I think you're, you're finding that some college football programs at the highest level are really trying to push kids earlier to try to get them to commit so that they can start building the class because they don't know what the evaluation period is going to look like or the summer is going to look like. And then you have some other teams that are, are a little bit on the other end saying, all right, well, it's, everything's going to be pushed back a little bit. So it's going to be, there's going to be more time. So it's kind of hard if you're a kid, you know, with one group saying commit, 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 and the other group saying, no, take your time. You're, you're going to be fine. So for, for all that, the different voices that he's hearing, I think he's doing a really good job of trying to evaluate the schools the best he can without visiting. And that's the hardest thing. Sky's only been to, to two of the schools um, that are really in his top six right now. So, you know, he's doing online Zoom um, conversations and tours and things and everything that he can to try to evaluate programs, just like the coaches are trying to evaluate him. So, I mean, he cut his list not too long ago. Um, where Where is that kind of stand right now? Like, I mean, you mentioned it's kind of such an unprecedented time. Yeah. What's been, like, his mindset in terms of, like, a decision? Like, does he want it or is he, like, kind of – or, like, does he want to do it sooner or does he kind of want to wait a little bit? Yeah, I think he he would like to wait to visit the schools. And I think that that was, was my advice as well to him would be, you know, it's hard to make a decision sight unseen. And, and really getting a chance to see the place and, and get to experience the people there. Who knows what the summer is going to look like, but I think um, if he gets a chance and things open back up, he's able to go visit the schools. I think that's when he's going to want to make a decision. I don't think he's, and I told him he should not feel pressed to make a decision now. I mean, you have to be confident that that decision's correct. And when you make that decision, you don't want to go back on that. You know, and, and I think that's an important thing is that he wants to feel really comfortable with his choice. And I think going to visit the schools and, and getting to experience campus will make that decision easier. Um, I think he, he 
smartly did cut his list a little bit because obviously you don't want to be pulled 200 different ways you know you want to yeah. definitely cut it down a little bit and i think he did a good job with that um he's really excited about a lot of those schools um that are on that list obviously he has great connections with i with deontay going there and has had a great relationship with coach o'keefe and and, and coach copeland so they're certainly really highly in the mix so I know, I mean, you mentioned it, Deontay. How big of a role or how much of a role has he kind of played in trying to get Scholar to Iowa? I mean, I'm sure he's in his ear constantly. He's about trying. It. He's trying. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, they're, they're good friends um, and good competitors against each other in practice. Um, I, I wouldn't say they're like the best, best, best buddies, like, you know, go hang out all the time with each other, but they're definitely good friends and, and really respect each other. And, um, and I know Deontay would love to see Sky follow him to, to Iowa so they can continue their, uh, their dynamic duo together. So he's trying. He's definitely pushing him here and there. But I think Deontay also knows that it's, it's Skyler's decision in Skyler's race to run. And he's going to try to give him some good advice along the way. For sure. So, I mean, speaking that you guys got another Iowa target, a guy yeah. that you're, I know you're really excited about, Nick Brown, oh, yeah. a rising sophomore quarterback coming off a really good freshman year. What do you, what's kind of been your, what's kind of Nick like and what kind of his game and what kind of college coaches said about him? Yeah. Nick is, is really impressive. And, and I think, um, I believe that Nick's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the nation by the time he's a senior. Um, Nick came in, um, he, he reclassified as a freshman. So he's actually from the, the Midwest. He's from Hampshire, Illinois. Um, came in as a freshman, um, won the starting job, led the team, um, which is it's not easy to do, especially when you you got Deontay and Skyler telling you to throw the ball to them. Um, <laughs> but he's uh, he did a really good job of, of introducing the two way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrifice agility whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition the two-way v4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com being a leader and navigating the team and keeping himself humble and, and also um just producing i mean if you if you looked who knows if the max prep stats are correct or whatever but it, if yards per game for for freshmen he, he would have been the national leader so he was very productive he's six foot four he's 200 pounds and he has an extremely strong arm i i've had the the luck of having some really impressive quarterbacks here. Our, our previous starter to Nick uh, was a kid named Nolan Grooms who won us a championship and, and Nolan's competing for the starting job at Yale um, this year. And our quarterback before him was Quentin Harris um, who started for Duke this year and, and is training for the, uh, the NFL. So hopefully he'll get a shot there. Um, and so I've had two really special QBs. And Nick's arm, to be honest, as a freshman, is is as strong or stronger than both of them as a senior. So I think his arm strength, his accuracy, his football IQ, he's certainly going to put himself up in the uh, in the national conversation. Um, you know, Nick definitely knows he's got a lot of things to work on and he's got a lot of things to improve on. But as pure arm talent and, and football IQ, I think he's going to be um, he's going to be heavily recruited. 
What are some of the schools that have been showing him some early interest? Um, obviously, uh, Iowa has been. He went and visited Iowa over over uh, spring break before everything happened with with COVID. Um, Illinois. He's an Illinois kid. Northwestern. Um, you know, he's had. I've talked to a lot of schools about him, just trying to get his name out there. It's still early in the game, but you know, a lot of schools have have inquired and have got a chance to see what he can do on film. It's just a shame that he obviously you, you don't have this evaluation period where a school could watch him throw or anything like that. So you know, his recruitment might be pushed back timeline a little bit, but that's fine um, because he's got a lot of time to grow. And but I think he he's certainly going to be. Um, have a lot of options when it comes down to it. Definitely. So last question. I mean, you guys have not just three, three, but a lot of other talent. Who are some of the other guys that you have that you think could be college players one day? Yeah, we, we do have. So those, uh, obviously Sky and, and, and Nick are, are probably the guys with the most FBS um, stuff going on right now. But we also have a, a really great cornerback named Jacob Rooks. Um, Jacob is probably 5'10", 170 pounds, and, and one of the best football players I've ever coached. He's just an unbelievable competitor um, and a really, really tough football player. He's probably the best corner, and he's definitely the best corner in our league, probably in, in New England. Um, he has an offer right now from, from Army and Navy, um, a lot of interest from Air Force, um, some of the Ivies and Patriots. I think he's a kid that can play anywhere in the country, but, you know, obviously he's hamstrung a little bit by his length and his size everyone wants those six six foot six one corners he's a pretty special player um we have two um two postgrads coming in this way we have six postgrads coming in this year um that i think are all division one caliber players um two in particular um i think could be fbs guys we have a uh offensive tackle from Sweden. He's actually starting left tackle for the Swedish national team. His, his name is Ludwig Burrell. He just picked up his first FCS offer. Uh, he's 6'4", 285 pounds, and a really good athlete. He's um, and a, and a great student as well, um, so a lot of IB interest, and we'll see where things go for him. I think if you were able to camp this summer, he'd, he'd have a lot on his plate, but we'll see what happens with those camps. Uh, we have a running back linebacker, Keanu Yazbek from Montreal, who's 6'1", 220 pounds. I think his highest ceiling is going to be as a as a linebacker. Um, when we have um, uh, Ethan Niang, whose who's brother Lucas plays for TCU, um, is going to be drafted hopefully in the first couple rounds um, tomorrow, maybe. Um, he's a tackle. We have uh, a linebacker, Jared Dunn, who's a PG from Connecticut. Joe Townsend is a DN from Del Barton in New Jersey. Jake Phelan is a, a linebacker. Um, from Episcopal Academy. Those PG kids are so important for us prep schools, kids that come for an extra year uh, before heading off for college. So they'll come in and make an immediate impact. But we also have two repeat juniors that are coming in that doing the same thing that Deontay did that I think will be FBS players. And, and the first kid is a kid named Nico Schweichel, who's six foot three, he's 225 pounds. He's actually from Germany. Um, and came over um, to do an exchange year. So he played in uh, 6A Texas at Weatherford High School and was an all-division um, tight end there. Nico is going to come here and play both ways, and I think he's going to be a, a dynamic edge player. I, I would imagine he's going to be a, a high FBS player when it's all said and done with that extra year. He's an unbelievable worker and a, and a great student. And then we have a center from Kentucky 
Um, Cooper High School in Kentucky will be reaping his 11th grade year. Dominic Ruley, Dominic's 6'3", 270 pounds, and very good athlete and, and a kid with an extra year that I think could also be an FBS player. Both those kids have FCS offers now, so hopefully they'll be able to generate some interest and, and push themselves to that next level just like, just like Deontay did. Kind of cool seeing the international guys. Not I mean, I know it's a yeah. big thing in basketball, but now football, I mean, yeah. you got like academies overseas that are pumping out guys. It's really, really cool to see. Yeah, but. it is really cool. We have um, a great relationship with this program called Gridiron Imports. And, and Gridiron Imports is, was started by um, Chris Adamson, who actually hired me for my first job at Salisbury School, and Bjorn Werner, who um, who is from Germany, who, who came in went to prep school, then played at Florida State, was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year, first-round draft pick. Um, so they started the program to try and get international kids like Nico and Ludwig to America, to prep schools, and so they can take off and, and play college football. And they've done an awesome job. We've had a few kids come through. Um, one of my, my former players, um, Garrett Vollmer, is at, at University of Virginia as a tackle, and they've sent kids kind of all over the country. So it is definitely growing, and it's, and it's really cool to, to have these kids get an opportunity to play in college here. Definitely. Hey, Coach, really appreciate the time. Um, What's your guys' Twitter? Where can people find you? I know you really do a good job of hyping up your players on Twitter and getting that stuff out out there for them. Yeah. Thanks. Well, we, we try. Um, it's the Twitter's at Taft Football CT. Um, and then we have our Instagram, I think, is the same thing, um, Taft Football CT. Uh, definitely follow us. We have, we have some great kids, and Taft is a, a pretty special place and an amazing school. So we appreciate all the, the interest that, that Iowa's shown us, and it's been an, an awesome experience with Deontay, and I'm really looking forward to continue to build a relationship with, with Sky and Nick and some of the other guys. Awesome, Coach. Thanks again for your time. Thanks, Sean. Have a great one. Yeah, you too, man. And great stuff there from Tyler. Great insight there from him and good interview uh, by Sean. But like I said, we're going to have more recruiting podcast and recapping the NFL draft and so much more uh, coming out later this week. Uh, there's a lot of just momentum right now for the Iowa Hawkeyes on the recruiting trail, and it might not be slowing down anytime soon. So be sure to stay tuned to HawkeyeInsider.com for the latest. But that's going to do it for this quick edition of the Swarmcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts, and uh, we'll keep this thing rolling, and thanks for listening.